0: All right, Pittsburgh Steeler fans, we are back with the second half of the Curtain Call podcast. Once again, I am Michael Beck, joined with Jeffrey Benedict, and we will have a trio, hopefully a trio. I only have confirmation from one of the guys, but there is some new shows popping up at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com as we venture into the regular season. Some exciting stuff for everyone. Uh, I know uh, Brian Anthony Davis has broken it down a couple times, but we will have the guys from the Steelers Power Half Hour uh, joining us uh, at some point here in the last half of the show, uh, so we're very excited for that. But on top of that, we do also have a a single uh, solo show from a certain co-host of mine, one Mister Jeffrey Benedict. Uh, I believe it's called "On the Steelers Cutting Cutting Room Floor." If I have that correct, uh, Jeffrey, are you excited to go solo and uh, break away the shackles that is uh, myself?
1: <laughs> yeah, the training wheels are coming off, Michael. It's uh, <laughs> it's it'll it'll be fun. I'm I'm. Really, really, what I want to do with the show is I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be looking at what I what I see from a film side uh, that doesn't make it into film rooms, stuff that I want to talk about. Uh, mostly focused on like things fans can look for in the next game, like what what's showing up in film uh, that is either a trend that needs to change or something that, that could be developing in a really good way. Uh, stuff, stuff like that. It's it's kind of like uh, give fans a heads up what what they should be looking out for uh, in the in the coming games, and that's so that that'll be my show. Uh, that is the working title. Uh, I've got some other ideas. Hopefully, I come with something a little less long than that. <laughs> uh, so, on the topic
0: of brand new shows, and, ladies and gentlemen, one Mister Chris Pugh, Joe Frost. And Paul Janczak. How's it going, gentlemen? Welcome to uh, The Curtain Call. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing the first time on BTSC Radio. I'll start with Chris on this one. Yeah, how's it going, guys? It's great to be here. Oh, it's going great, great to have you on. How you doing, Paul?
2: Good. How are you? Thanks for having us.
0: Oh, Our pleasure. And Mr. Joe Frost, how
3: you doing? I'm doing fine. Uh, I'm an hour earlier than everybody else because I'm on Central Time. So everybody else who's struggling with the late hour, I'm good to go. <laughs>
0: I actually got you beat because I'm on the on the Pacific uh, time zone here no. on the West Coast, so
3: I, I got what you. What is it? By two morning hours. there, right? It's like morning, <laughs> pretty it's much yesterday. I don't know what I don't know about time zones. It's uh, a good
1: morning in Canada. Eh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you guys got me. But uh, the <laughs> brand new show on Behind the Steel Curtain. I, I guess the e- easiest way to uh, to break down these questions, we'll start with Chris, uh, then go to Paul, then finish with Joe. Just uh, going uh, through the the reading order here so Evans not talking at the same time but uh well where did this uh, kind of idea come from uh, hosting a Steelers show and uh
4: why did, why exactly uh, did you guys want to uh, start this podcast with behind the steel curtain yeah it's great i have my own podcast network that talks about stuff in ohio and we put a steelers podcast there which obviously doesn't make too much sense so we got this opportunity we saw the article on behind the steel curtain and we said man we won't be here so I had a lot of great conversations with Brian. He helped us figure out a title, uh, what we could do with the show, and we're we're excited to be here. Uh, I got to tell you, Ohio football is rough. Um, I've been a lifelong Steelers fan. I've lived here for all 46 years of my life, and it's been fun for the past 20 years because the Browns and Bengals have been a redhead stepchild. It's been fun hitting them around every year. But last year, and I'm bitter if, if the seniors win four games this year, and we're going to win a lot more than four, please beat the Browns and Bengals twice. You don't understand what Browns fans are like. Oh. Um, <laughs> they won the last game of the year, which was a practice game. They needed to get to playoffs. We almost beat them with Mason Rudolph. And they got cocky. They're like, look at us. Half the team went into COVID. I don't know what's going on in Berea, but they're like spreading COVID around like super spreaders. They come into Pittsburgh. I can't understand, explain what happened in the playoffs. Somehow they beat us, whatever. But believe me, I work in media over here. The past couple months, all the Browns are going to be 20 and 0. Um, every time there's negative stories about the Steelers that everyone gets excited. We've got to set them straight and the Bengals. I don't know what happened in that Monday night game last year, but it personally offended me because I'm hearing from all these Browns and Bengals and I use air quotes friends. So come on. Uh, we're going to talk about the Steelers this year, but please for love of God, beat the Bengals, beat the Browns. That's all I got to say.
1: I I want to throw in here. I, uh, I grew up in Ohio and, uh, Mm -hmm. Eastern Ohio, and I can attest to just how how terrible Browns fans are. Uh, for those of you on the YouTube, show I'm going to I'm going to show you this, guys. It's it's I just got this shirt at the uh, at Whoa. the Strip District, it has an outline Dang. of the state of Ohio, and it says "Worst <laughs> State Ever." For those of you on the podcast side, uh, but that's that's to my uh, former home. So yay Ohio.
0: <laughs> so so Paul, why'd, why'd you hop into this uh, podcast Steelers podcasting game?
2: Yeah, well, I, clearly after hearing Chris, you can see that uh, we need to create a group therapy session for Chris, uh, just some of these uh, pent-up hostilities going on. Um, no, I've been, uh, I grew up, uh, born and raised in Cleveland, and, but I've been a Steelers fan my whole life. The first football game I remember watching was one of the Steelers-Cowboys Super Bowls, and I was hooked ever since. And four years ago, I got my freedom and came here to the promised land of Pittsburgh, where we put french fries on everything. And so, yeah, uh, when fr- Chris first got in touch with me and said, want well, to talk about the Steelers, uh, it was a no-brainer. So looking forward to uh, this new venture for us. And I, I want to make sure I'm going to – do you prefer Joe or Joseph? Joe's fine. Beautiful.
3: Uh, Joe, same yeah, question. my Twitter you... handle is FrostJosephD, but, yeah, Joe is fine. Uh, so is, what's my question? Is it the same question?
0: Yeah, same thing. Uh, awesome. Why the Steelers? Why the podcast game?
3: Yeah, man. Okay. So I, uh, I was born in Ohio, moved away. I was in Florida. I was in Kansas city. And then we came back to the Cleveland area. Uh, And so I was, uh, you know, I was a Browns fan, you know, I was young. Uh, I didn't, I didn't know any better. And actually I cared more for baseball at the time. So I was much more interested in, in, uh, in baseball teams at the time. So, you know, and I was, I followed the Browns and then, you know, this was the nineties, the Browns went away. Uh, And then there was no one to root for and there was only people to root against. I had a roommate who was a just obnoxious Steelers fan. And so I'm watching them with hate, you know, like you do and realizing, oh, that's what it looks like when teams do well. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I see. I see. It's more fun to root when the the teams play well and the style of play that, that the Steelers were playing at the time I was into. So I, I really sort of switched allegiances at that point. Um, after, after I got out of college, I moved to Virginia and now I live in Mississippi, um, where there are a lot of Saints fans, and I'm okay with the Saints. That's fine. But uh, the Steelers are really in my heart. So uh, when these guys were doing some podcasting last year, uh, just going through the season, I would follow what they were doing, and I chimed in a couple of times, and they're like, all right, you need to come on this thing. We all got to know each other in college, so we've been been friends for a long time, and it's just been fun to gather with friends and argue about the Steelers. Mostly four. But sometimes when you just got to shake your head when you go 11 and 0 and then other things happen, you're like, what's what's going on? Hurts your heart.
0: Uh, So we can get a a bit of a flavor from the podcast. Uh, Well, I guess uh, kind of a a preview of what's to come as uh, these new shows come down the wire. I'll I'll ask all all you guys questions, including you, uh, Jeffrey. Just, of course, this has been a, a very busy week. Uh, one of the topics, Jeffrey, we didn't actually get into with Chris Carter in the first half of the show was Melvin Ingram. I, I, I'm curious your your side of things. Uh, I know you, you did the film breakdown on him. What did you see from Melvin Ingram, and how does he change this defense?
1: He he actually reminds me uh, at this point in his career, kind of a James Harrison. Uh, not the elite strength, right? Like like don't don't think I'm going there. No one was is quite that guy, <laughs> uh, other than James Harrison. Melvin Ingram is smart. Uh, he's got a good set of moves. He reads the play. He reads the offense really quick. From just what I'm looking at, he looks on film like a guy who studies film, like who really gets the tendencies of the offense. There were times they're, they're trying to throw something, you know, a little different at him, and they're never fooling him, right? He's that kind of a player. He has lost a step. If you look at his 2017 film compared to 2019, 2020, he's a different player. He's not as fast as he was, uh, but I think if he's a guy that could give us you know, the five, five and a half sacks James Harrison gave us when he was 36, 37, at 32 years old, if Melvin Ingram can be that kind of a player, uh, I think he's also a good fit because he's a similar style of player to Alex Highsmith. When when he was in his prime, that's, that's what we're hoping Alex Highsmith can be, very similar style of player. So I think he's a great addition in that kind of – You know, a number three who could be a number two in a pinch uh, outside linebacker. And and he's just going to be a good good guy to have in the room.
0: No, absolutely. Um, Chris, I'll throw this one over to you now. Vince Williams, of course, retires today. What was kind of your initial reaction to that? Because I think that one surprised and really caught off guard uh, all of Steelers Nation. What were your initial thoughts, Chris?
4: Well, I've been, um, you know, frankly, refreshing Twitter a billion times today. Because I had to hope that Steven Nelson was coming and Mitchell Schwartz and everybody else. But uh, realistically, it shocked me. Put Twitter down for an hour and old Vince Williams retires. It frustrated me, but the more I thought about it, I love Vince Williams' toughness. I love Vince Williams' leadership. But Vince was getting a little bit up there in age. Um, I look at Spillane and Devin Bush as your top two linebackers. They drafted Buddy Johnson in the fourth round. I think there's still some questions about Buddy Johnson, but you play guys like that. You don't cut fourth-round draft picks. So I think with all that stuff going on, maybe Vince didn't see as much of a place for him on the team. And you got to think about this, too. Melvin Ingram, I've seen a ton of highlight packages over the past couple uh, days about Melvin rushing from the inside. Now, he's an outside linebacker by trade, but I can see him being lined up inside, maybe on third downs as well. So I hate to say it because in my heart of hearts, I think Vince deserves to be on the 53, but I think maybe Vince didn't see a path to him on the 53 for one. And secondly, it sounds like his heart may be not – been into as much as it used to be so i thank vince for his years i love the fact he came back on a reduced price contract but if your heart's not in it and maybe you didn't think you were gonna make the 53 best wishes thank him for the years he had and hopefully his new guys can pick up the pace for him
0: and on top of that too there is now an open roster spot that the steelers are gonna have to fill paul i'll throw this one down to you do you have any predictions on uh, how the Steelers uh, use this new spot? Or Are they going to try to sign one more big name perhaps this offseason? Will, will it just be like a college guy? What, what kind of vibe do you think uh, this team is going to kind of
2: chase? I, I would love to see them still look to solidify some depth in our secondary. Uh, I think that's one of the areas that I'm still nervous about. Uh, who exactly they go after, obviously, is going to be the big question mark. Um, I'm not aware who's still on the the open market right there. But I personally, I would love for, to see them focus heavily on finding somebody, even if uh, a Melvin Agram who's maybe taken a step back but is still a solid enough player to contribute. That That way, if we have one injury, we're not scrambling and suddenly relying on just pulling guys out of nowhere. So somebody who's got some experience, uh, even if he's maybe on the downside of his career, someone who can give us a, a good solid year and help solidify some more depth at the secondary.
0: Gotcha. Now this offseason is also was one when it first started, the cap dropped. I think all, the only moves a lot of Steelers fans were expecting were that of cuts. Uh, sure, a few of them did come down the pipeline, but of course the Steelers have had to make a bunch of moves after that. So, Joe, to you, uh, I'm curious what your favorite move of this offseason has been
3: to this point. Ooh, that's a tough question. Um, I mean, I think some of the tougher choices that they've made with some of the cuts that they've made that freed up enough money to go out and pick up somebody like Ingram, pick up a couple of these other, these other players and, and, and even be in a position to still be able to make moves. Yeah. There were some, there were some real difficult cuts early on, uh, people that are, you're sad to see go, but you know, you got to make those difficult decisions when you're working with limited cap room and you got a couple of people who may not be around next year, uh, that some of that money may come back, but, uh, yeah, I'm making a couple of those difficult decisions that freed up some cap space to be able to get some of these uh, these new names.
0: Gotcha. Um, w- one of these things, Jeffrey, this coming week, uh, well, I guess the, the coming month, really, um, that we'll have to look out for as uh, Steeler fans, which is one of the big storylines of this training camp, what's going to happen at center? Of course, uh, the Steelers are returning J.C. Hasenauer. They brought back a fam- familiar face in B.J. Finney. And they drafted Kendrick Green. Are you leaning any which way right now? Is who you think will be the favorite to be the starter in Week One? And is this a job that uh, might be a third round pick uh, to lose?
1: I, I think it's BJ Finney to start. I, I don't. I don't think they're going to push Kendrick Green into that kind of position to be a Week One starter as a third round pick who you know is is kind of learning the center position. Uh, BJ Finney in 2019 was a really good center and he he earned a shot to be a starter uh and then covid messed him up and by his account covid ruined his ability to work out he wasn't in proper shape there was a lot of mess going on if he can get back to being the guy he was in 2019 he's a starter he is a you know bottom third of the league starting center but he's still a starting center uh kendrick green i think by the end of the season may pass him but for for week one and starting out, it's it's BJ Fenny. Gotcha. Um,
0: getting back to the to the the idea of this brand new show, Chris, uh, I'm kind of curious how, how all you guys know each other. If if you can uh, break that down for us,
4: uh, we know each other since college. I mean, Paul, Joe, and I uh, we were you know best best friends, but we all hung out together in college, and. Last year, about this time, I was like, "Man, I want to start a personal podcast on the Steelers." Uh, kind of looked at my friends on Facebook that were Steelers fans. Reach out to Paul. We fall in touch a little bit in the last couple of years. It's been a while since we've been in college, I and mean, we're getting older here. But you know, Paul and I quickly reconnected. Uh, we did, you know, and we loved working together. Now I gotta tell you this: Joe said, "Don't mention it," but hey, I feel honest no. with you guys. I, I gotta say where it's at. Last year. Dream season. We're 10 and no Paul and I are, you know, just podcasting away. Everything's good. Then Joe wants to come on. We bring Joe on. And guys, I, I'm trying to figure out what happened with the season last year. I blame us. What happened here? I mean.
3: How dare <laughs> you, sir? How dare <laughs> you? <laughs> I can't believe this. I mean, we're oh. this. We're on this new network for like 10 minutes, and already you're gonna bring this up. Well, we've got <laughs> to it. I can't control what they're doing on the field. Did I give them some kind of advice that
4: you think ruined that great season? Weird things were happening we couldn't explain. I mean, no. yeah, you know, I'm sure it was like that <laughs> with you guys. I mean, how do you explain the stuff that was
1: happening? I I, God, I, I hate to say it. it. So, so so how many how many games if the Steelers start like three and a uh, zero oh and three zero oh and four? How many games <laughs> does Joe get? Before you I kick him know. off the podcast. I get no, we, a question.
4: we know Joe. I mean, are we keep him even if it 17 but I can't believe it's gonna be 0-17. It's gotta be if we Joe. got anywhere near 0-17. I would quit. What? <laughs> no, oh See, my gosh, it, it would have to be me it. at that point, right? It would well, have to be. And Joe's coming on this great Steelers network and talking about he used to be a Browns fan. I I don't know, guys. I, I'm very conflicted with the Steelers right now. They
3: okay. all, they all right. moved away and became the Purple Browns of Baltimore. What do you want from me? Okay.
1: Uh,
3: uh, I have yeah, a couple. The, ideas old, the some... old
1: Browns, to be fair, the old Browns were a legit team. They were. They yeah. have they have never been a legit team at any point. Even last None, year, they have never been a legit since they came back.
3: Right. Well, when they came back, it was like, well, I can't do this. And then, you know, different, different times, you know, I moved to different cities and I rethink, you know, do I need to, you know, root for the hometown team? It's like, no, I don't, I don't really want to do that. I I not want to stick with my Steelers. I'm fine. Well, this is my education. See, I,
2: oh, I, I would say, I, I didn't know Joe, when we first met all those years playing trumpet together that right? you were still a Browns fan for most of that. That's kind of like a, I feel like my whole life has been a lie now.
3: Listen, okay, so we we went to college in Canton, Ohio, right? So one of the years, uh, the jazz band that Paul and I played in, he played first chair trumpet, I played second. Yeah, the whole time, Paul always beat me. I never could crack into that first chair. But our jazz band played for the Hall of Fame uh uh festival not really the ceremony but uh the year that Chuck Knoll was put in to the hall of fame. Uh that was our claim to fame, right, Paul? As a jazz yep, band as awesome. musicians yep. that we played, <laughs> Chuck Knoll went into the- It's all been downhill since then. It's all been downhill from there. Yeah. <laughs> they for some um, reason they haven't invited us back this year. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> what the deal is
0: Okay. I I have an idea for a a fun exercise. I'll throw, I'll throw this out to Paul first. Can you break down the other guys of the show and uh, what we should expect from them?
2: Chris is the one who uh, Joe's like already anticipating my answer. I think Um, Chris (laughs) is going to be the (laughs) Chris can easily get stuck. He'll find the tangent, uh, the thing that will (laughs) deeply burden his soul. Uh, but other than that, he's he's very much the realist, the analytical. Joe is the eternal optimist. Uh, Joe always sees the, the bright side of e- even the worst scenarios. I, living as a Steelers fan in Cleveland, I've – to kind of protect myself from the brutality, I always kind of like downplay our chances, and I'm kind of like doom and gloom. And so I – but Joe uh, – that that may have been the problem too last year. As Joe began to rub off on of me, and I started feeling good about our chances, and then I came in at Hill ten and so.
3: zero. What do you? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't I be because optimistic at, at that point? Even at ten and zero,
2: I'm like, oh, these are ugly wins. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm perpetually anxious that the bottom is going to fall out from under us. So I guess that's kind of. Where I come from, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, we, we need you to break down uh, Joe, though, Paul. Yeah, Joe. He's the he's the optimist. He's he's the guy who's going to see the silver lining, no matter how bad things look, no matter how rough things are. Uh, even when the Steelers get embarrassed in the playoffs, he'll still find the the positives to take away from it. So he, he's always kind of pulling us off the edge of the abyss. And so he's the uh, yeah. Uh, I think if if it wasn't for him coming on when the season fell apart last year, it would have been Chris and I just yelling and screaming. And so, yeah, he's, he, I he's mean, that good still positive happened.
3: balance. He's, there was still a yeah, lot yeah, of yelling and screaming, to be fair. But, uh, it was justified. Uh,
0: I have to load this super chat up really quick uh, if I can click on it properly. Well, uh, there it is. Uh, Derek Sessions puts $5 in the tip jar. It says, Frost Joe, second chair podcaster. Uh, is that a reference to something? band maybe. maybe? <laughs> I don't. Anywho, I'm not sure. Um, so, no, I, I, I'll, I appreciate <laughs> that. I, I'll turn the next question over to uh, to you, Joe. Here, maybe you can give a compliment sandwich to your your uh, other podcasters, a, a couple positive things about each guy, and maybe one negative s- s- slid in in between. <laughs> uh, maybe you can start uh, with a breakdown, Chris. <laughs>
3: This is going to be uh, great content. I have Chris to. Chris always comes in. He's a a born journalist, so he comes in always very well researched and very well uh, thought through the things that he's bringing to uh, our podcast. He's he's the person that we rely on to uh, to really set us up as what the sort of structure of what we're going to talk about is for in a lot of ways, Paul and I just come on and talk and Chris sets it all up. Um, so it's always really helpful to have his organization and his research that goes into what, what's going to make a good podcast for us this week. Um, uh, is this the part of the sandwich where it's got the, the negative part? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one th- The one thing I'll say about Chris, which is kind of enjoyable for us, if we, we could take a kind of pleasure in uh, trying to guess where Chris is gonna go sometimes, uh, he'll get things just stuck in the back of his mind and they'll just really bother him. And from week to week, we'll still argue about how there shouldn't be two professional athletes that have the same name. and that that's just wrong. <laughs> And he gets really frustrated by it. <laughs> so it, it, it becomes a game of how do we continue to respond to, to the things that, that really bother Chris. Uh, and for all of Paul's, what he's saying is his negativity. It all comes from a very strong understanding of what uh, what should be happening in these games. It's a frustration when something that should be obviously happening isn't. Uh, So his heart is, you know, deeply rooted in a uh, in Steelers fandom. And he just gets disappointed when it doesn't go as well as he knows that it can. And I'm just here to to pull him back from the abyss and say, but remember, they can do it. (laughs) They can. And he's like, yes, that's true. So, you know, we balance each other uh, out. Pretty well all the way around, trying to keep some good humor, but also, uh, you know, trying to bring some some good analysis to what has just happened. What did we just watch?
0: Perfect. Now, Chris, it, it's your turn to uh, take the floor and
3: break down your co-host <laughs>
0: in what, whatever order you want to take that from. And
3: now, complain about us. There you go.
4: Uh, nothing to complain about. <laughs> I can't believe you guys are taking shots at me. I mean, no. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, real quick, I just questioned Mike Sullivan. I'm sure he's a great quarterback coach. I'm sure he's going to do great with the Steelers. But why do we normally pick a Mike Sullivan when he's also the coach of our hockey team? I'm like, I, I don't know. These are the things that go around my mind. So I appreciate the fact mm-hmm. Joe says I'm reason, but I still got these like wild card thoughts in my mind. But Absolutely. No, But honestly, you know, Paul and Joe are are great people to work with. It's fun. It's nice to podcast with people that you've hung out with and you like and talk about stuff we would love to talk about. I mean, we're Steelers fans. It's great to talk about this team. They can frustrate us at times, like the last couple games of the season, but it's fun being part of them. I I guess the only negative thing, and I got to address this to Jeffrey we don't have the same merch deal set up as i see michael paul and joe have i mean we haven't even done a show yet and you see you know paul got hooked up with merch from somewhere and joe did and michael has it's Where's called my merch? store Come on. you just
3: go to a store and <laughs> buy something man <laughs>
4: okay well, i just i mean i'm feeling here. a fan
0: yeah you, you guys got to get one of these one of the uh, official behind the steel curtain dot uh, com shirts Yes,
4: there you go. Yeah, that'd that was be great. Our, yeah, maybe we can
0: get uh, Jeff Hartman to hook uh hook the uh, the squad up. But uh, he's the senior <laughs> editor. He's the one with all the money. So we'll, okay. we'll throw all throw that his money.
3: money. He's got the big bucks. Okay, well,
4: <laughs> yes. uh, I can't be bought. You know, if anybody out there wants to sponsor me, I can be <laughs> bought. Just donate some stuff. I'm in. It'd be great.
0: <laughs> oh, beautiful stuff. Uh, it it is the top of the hour now. So. uh I think we will sign out, but before we get there, uh, Jeffrey, was there any film rooms that the people should know about?
1: Yeah, we just uh, Dave Schofield and I did a vertex on Melvin Ingram and what he brings to the Steelers, and uh, I've got a TJ another TJ Watt sack party one coming out. Uh, it's it's queued up. It's there's been a lot of news, so it's been it's been sitting sitting waiting for a spot to get published. Uh, but that should be coming out here shortly. Uh, that's it for me. Awesome. Um, so Chris, Paul, and
0: Joe, all your Twitter handles are currently on the screen, right? That, that, that's that yeah. right. Okay, so I'll read those out for the people on the podcast side. If you want to follow Chris, that is C. Uh, Pew Steelers, of course, is the handle, all one word. Uh, Paul Janchek. Uh, one word, of course, again, and Frost Joseph D, if you want to follow the newest members of the Behind the Steel Curtain uh, podcast team. And, of course, before we sign out, I do want to remind you to click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. There's been a ton of information dropping, of course. Today. Steelers showing up at training camp was a bit of a surprise. We thought they would be there tomorrow, as in Thursday, uh, but they showed up on Wednesday. Uh, Vince Williams' retirement, some a, a ton of uh, breakdown on Melvin Ingram. So make sure you're clicking over and checking out all that great content because there really is a ton of it. Uh, aside from that, uh, I want to thank all our guests today, including Chris Carter from DK Pittsburgh Sports, the guys from the Steelers' Power Half Hour, which will be debuting very soon on the Behind the Steel Curtain Network, and, uh, of course, Jeffrey Benedict. And once again, my name is Michael Beck. Thank you for tuning in. We will catch you guys next week.